0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Good Grow Great Podcast. I'm Talia Toha and this is Growth Amplifiers. This is the segment where we unpack high-level concepts but also action steps on how to create this purposeful life and create impactful work while enriching and fulfilling all of the things that you're looking to achieve. And so we talk from all things personal development, we talk sometimes entrepreneurship, sometimes it's career, right? Sometimes it's creativity, balancing the left and right brain, all of the things. And today we're actually going to be tackling something a little bit bigger and it's called uh, how to Become Unstoppable. And I think this is a topic that I am deeply passionate about because it's easy to feel that bigger names can get further ahead, right? People who are a little bit more established or have more, or are more experienced, they can get further. But if you're in a position where you feel like you know what, it's I feel like I've been doing all of these things but nothing is clicking, it just doesn't make sense anymore. This would be the episode to tune into because we're diving into how exactly does work life harmony look like and what can we do to create something that makes sense in both aspects in both sides of the spectrum really, right? So today That's exactly what we're going to be sharing. We're going to be talking about exactly what kind of boundaries that we need. What should we be focusing on and prioritizing? If we have all things, we have a lot of things to do. We have a job, maybe you have a business, maybe you have kids, right? Maybe you are involved with your friends and family and you have all these things that you've got to do. How do you work in your fitness? How do you work in also a good amount of sleep, right? Fair amount of sleep. So on and on, there's a lot of things that we got to cover, but more importantly, we want to kind of pull big levers. And this is something, again, I'm a huge proponent on small steps that can create a big lever. I don't really think, I don't believe that you have to be a big name to create a big impact. Anyone can be a small giant. And I believe that that is the slice of light that this podcast is aiming to share every single time we share an episode is to give hope and light so that anyone listening who felt like, you know what, it's just uh, something's not right, something's off, can take home all of this information, adopt it, adapt it, and live a more enriching life. So a few things that we're going to talk about today. But before you do that, be sure to hit that like, follow, subscribe, add, or collect button. And let's dive in. Okay, you guys, so I have to share a story about a time when my kiddos were just babies. They felt well, not babies per se. They're not newborns, but at that time they were so little. They were probably about like two or three years old at some so fairly small. And um, I was uh, I was running a business. I, I had uh, amazing traction at that point, and I was work was really really starting to to pick up momentum that year. And I remember my kiddos were in a school that uh, that they go to, and they uh, they come off they get off from school at a particular time. And this particular day, I typically would pick them up, but this particular day. I couldn't because, well, I thought that I couldn't because somebody had mentioned, somebody that I work with had said, hey, this other thing came up can you do it? You know, we really would appreciate it. And I kind of knew that if I say that I can't, I will start to be excluded from uh, future meetings, right? Future projects, and people won't rely on me anymore on, uh, on talking about those specific topics. And slowly but surely, I knew that I would be kind of chipped away from the core Uh, really the core activity that would make my work thrive, if that makes sense, right? So it's kind of like basically if you're in an office and you go into the office and they have a certain group meeting, and if you're not there for one, two, three plus times, eventually people will not just take notice, they will start to exclude you, right? And I didn't want that to happen because I wanted to be responsible of my work, but when that decision happened with my kids pickup and this other thing that I quote unquote had to go to at that point, I was like, you know what, I'll just go to this thing. I'll just pick them up late, you know, and uh, they had arrangements, you know, they had people who can watch them, uh, you know, while I finish up. And I thought it was going to be an extra 30 minutes Um, that quickly became an extra hour, which then quickly snowballed into an extra three hours. And I, I just, I felt horrible and I picked them up and they were, they seemed fine. They were a little bit cranky. They were a little bit hungry. Um, But, uh, but that was one particular situation. And then the next week, something else came up and I started doing that again. And then the week after yet another thing came up and I, without me realizing it, uh, every single day I started to pick them up way, way past, um, you know, way, way past the time that that I should. And this is not to say that if you feel compelled and your decision um, is to do that, right, to pick them up late, and that's fine. I'm not judging any parent. I think as a parent, you do the best that you can with whatever the situation you're in. And that's everyone's own call, right? Uh, for my case, though, my kiddos, uh, I think, they started to kind of notice it, right? And they started to uh, distance themselves from, uh, from us essentially, right from their parents, and they kind of uh, behaved a little bit weirdly, right? And they started to act. So it's kind of an interesting lesson on how a small activity and small decision can easily spiral into this other thing. Now, if that decision is good, right, then the spiraling is is probably also good, right? And there's this kind of ripple effect. But if the decision was a little less positive, um, for that particular situation, it actually didn't help me at all. And I can humbly say that, I I know that, again, everyone is different. This is not to say that you shouldn't be doing this because if this is your only choice, definitely. I mean, some people are single parents, so you have to do what you can. But for this particular case, I, I could have said no, I could have. It wasn't that important of a meeting. And plus, the project that we talked about didn't ever happen. You know, you know how that situation sometimes like you're, you're like, oh, you're connecting with this person or you're doing this project and you thought it's going to be this big, amazing thing and then it, nothing and then just nothing at all. That was exactly what was what happened with this particular situation. I felt like the meetings that I thought I had to attend it was they were wasteful. I felt like it was a total waste of not just my time, but also my kids time at that point, right? Now, if you don't have kids, I think this still applies to, to everyone as well, because you always have another interest in mind, right? And probably, if you have, if you're serious about your work, it's likely that you're also serious about your life. And life is usually, uh, it goes beyond work. And I I highly, I'm all about working hard. However, if you have, if your life is taking a backseat, and suddenly, um, you know, work life harmony is, is in, at, at this contention right add attention uh it's kind of uh it's not really something that we wanted to kind of uh end up with because once you get to that position it's very hard right to unravel and it's not fun it's not always fun so i i want to say that I, I i really really regretted what I did <laughs> and i I kind of wish that somebody would have told me just do what's important for you you know, and set that those boundaries, and make it clear. Now, I know that a lot of people are not always in this position. And I thought that I wasn't in this position either. Um, And in reality, I was in a position actually to set those boundaries, I could have, made it clear up front, you know, when, when things start to get a little hairy that I could tell everyone, I could just be like, oh, you know what, I can't make it at XYZ time. And that's likely going to be um, a, a regular thing. Can we do it at ABC time instead? And making it kind of a, a, an important priority right, is really, really amazing. Because what I started doing was that I started to carve out a time for not just myself, but also for my kiddos and for my own interests and hobbies and obviously working out and eating well and all these things. And when I have those boundaries, it became everything just have this sense of clarity. And I think it's really amazing because if we don't take ownership of our schedule, of our life, and definitely our work and business, uh, all of those things will take ownership of us, right? So I'm going to just kind of repeat that one more time just in case you guys missed it because this is so important and I'm passionate about it. If we don't take ownership of our lives and our work and all of the things that, uh, that are involved in them, those things will take ownership of us, And so we wanted to rise beyond that and make sure that that's not going to happen because people who rely on us, and in my case, at that point, it was my kids, but in, in your case, perhaps not. Perhaps it's one of your family members. Perhaps it is actually your future that depends on it, right? Your advancement, like how do you grow this amazing passion that you have, and i think the boundaries that i really was surprised to have um established and and have worked was literally it's as simple as actually really creating something on my calendar that was purposefully for specific things and not not really veering off from it too too much unless there's an emergency which is fairly rare for most people and um and just kind of keeping it sticking to it you know and i think that's really important, because uh, I want to borrow Simon Sinek's work um, and his words, actually, where he says that you're either just ahead or behind, and there's no such thing as winning in life or business, right? A lot of people think that there is a thing like, oh, you got to win, you know, you got to do hustle, you know, strike when the iron's hot, hot and everything. I again, I appreciate all people who are intentionally working hard to do good things, and uh, but though, if you are looking to kind of create the sense of peace and clarity in your life, a lot of times we have to realize that uh, things will keep going. You know, things will keep going. And again, back to Simon Sinek's work when he talks about infinite mindset and the infinite game. The game keeps going. The world will keep turning you know life life in at, in a in a ba- very big sense they will keep propagating and they will keep going uh, but uh, we either will or will not, right? And it's actually very unlikely that we will continue our work. So the question is, how can our own work, the work itself, continue itself and live on in other people's lives? Because once you propagate that, it becomes this kind of, it just has, it takes its, a life of its own. You almost don't have to be there. You can just be elsewhere. And maybe reading a book, maybe you're, you know, just gone swimming or just re- watching a movie hanging out with your friends family or whatever and so finding ways to let the work does its own good work is really kind of important now um if you don't know just yet, Simon Sinek wrote this amazing book called The Infinite Game. And uh, it's a really great book. I highly recommend it. Um, And what I wanted to share with you is that his whole concept is, and I'm paraphrasing this, of course, his whole concept is essentially how to become an infinite player. And why do we have to become an infinite player? He says it's because the game will continue infinitely. And if you become a finite player, Player, a finite uh, mindset, uh, person with the finite mindset, it will become a frustrating journey. It will become a very frustrating journey because you will be frustrated by the results because you're only fixated upon. Uh, very, uh, very, very definite results and milestones. Like if you don't hit this number, it's, it's, it's awful, right? If you don't uh, get to X level, that's also disappointing. And those are finite goals, which are important, he said, within the infinite perspective, but they both have to go hand in hand and the infinite mindset has to essentially go first. Now, I do want to share with you that to differentiate between infinite and finite goals is probably one of the best um, decisions I've, I've made, uh, not just in my work but also in my life. Because when I realize that specific goals that I've set and specific, uh, I guess wishes and uh, things that I've really would look forward to, when I differentiate between the infinite ones and the finite ones everything becomes clear because when you know that okay this particular task is good for today and if I don't get it done let's just ship it let's just send it out and um and that's okay because it could work it could also not work but knowing that you have the anchor of your infinite goal is really something that actually becomes very grounding. And it just helps me sleep better at night, because I know that the cause will live on, right? The cause will live on. But um, all of these little markers, they're at random, right? We just kind of set them for ourselves. Like we want to do X by H X. Like why, why is that? Nobody's telling us to do that. Maybe we're feeling the pressure from around us, but most of it is self, uh, self-inflicted pressure. Right. And I'm speaking as well for myself. Like I do this as well. I'm like, oh, I want to do X, Y, Z. And they're like, why? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so having clarity about the two, between the uh, between the two things. And just knowing that there's they're different, um, really can help uh, create that sense of harmony in your work and in your life. So I do want to share as well, one other little nugget that I learned from Richard Branson. And I know that all of these people that I shared with you today in this particular episode, um, they all have their strengths, but also their weaknesses. But I want to kind of highlight some of the nuggets that they share that we can adopt and adapt, right? And so this particular one is that he mentioned, I remember reading or listening to an interview that he did. And he mentioned that business opportunities, or even just work opportunities, uh, they're kind of like buses, right? They're kind of like a bus that comes in and out. It comes and goes. Usually there's another one that's coming up. And if there's nothing that day, there's usually another one coming the, the following day, which I thought was interesting because a lot of times when we look at opportunities, a lot of times we're like, oh, this is it. This is my make or break. I, I have made it. Like if I don't do this right now, um, you know, I'm going to lose everything. This is the only time I'm gonna, ever going to do this. No, usually that's not the case at all. Some of what's really interesting is that some of the what I thought would be a big opportunity in my work um, turns out to actually be the complete opposite and vice versa. And some of the small ones, right, that I really didn't think much of it actually starts to kind of grow and starts to kind of branch out and starts to kind of, again, take a life of its own, which is really, really cool to watch. Because when you realize that Planting a seed here and there is way more important than, you know, kind of the cooler and the sexier things of like chopping wood and all of the things that are outwardly, um, I guess, quote unquote, productive, which is also okay to do. But you do have to take it with a grain of salt because not all of them are created equal. And understanding that. You do have to give those little things um, place in your life can really be enriching, mostly because uh, you'd be surprised. You'd be really, really surprised what will come out on the other end. So uh, opportunity is, is kind of like a bus, is Richard Branson's quote, and it comes and goes, which I also love because it is true. Having done what I do for a number of years now, and having different people come to me for uh, for different reasons, I really understand that, you know, as big of an opportunity uh, can look like, usually there's something else. There's always something else in the other corner that we're not expecting. Um, that's not to say just blow off all the opportunities. But if we're talking about work-life harmony, and having peace in that anchor of knowing where you stand, and also knowing that if you if that doesn't work, it's okay, really can give us just a certain level of freedom that is unprecedented, which I think is fantastic. And so that's the second thing that I want to share about, um, you know, if you want to kind of find this work life harmony, definitely differentiate between infinite and finite goals. But also remember that opportunity is like a bus it comes and goes, as per Richard Branson and Simon Sinek. And for me, though, right, for me, what's really important is to ask the question, who are you doing this for, right, uh, and ask ourselves that question, like, who are we doing this for? And I'm not saying, why are we doing this? I'm saying, who are we doing this for? And I'll tell you why I, I'm using who rather than what, which, when, where, why, because um, because in my experience, and this is probably true for a lot of people who are ambiverts or introverts, uh, for a lot of my life, I, whatever it is that, um, that came my way, and I knew that I should raise my hand and take that opportunity and to uh, keep moving, I, a lot of those uh, situations, I wasn't able to uh, basically get myself to get up and go. Um, I just can't, I don't know, like when, uh, you know, I'll show you one instance, you know, I remember, and I've shared this in other podcasts before where, uh, you know, I I had this kind of uh, point basically in my life where I just didn't, I didn't feel like going to work. You know, that's the truth. You know, I just couldn't, I was doing fine. Work was great. Um, Everyone's thriving. Like my work was stellar. And for some reason, though, one morning I was like, this sucks. You know, I just don't want to do it it's terrible. And, uh, and I couldn't even the money didn't make make me get up, you know, the the thought of having all the titles didn't get me to get up. None of that. Until I got a call from um, one, somebody who I was working with, and they had been um, trying to get their business uh, up and running, right? And it was a hard uh, situation where, you know, they have a lot of changes in their family, they're moving, they're welcoming new things. And, uh, and it was really, really hard for for them. And so they called me that very day that I was kind of like, I don't want to do it. They called me that very day. And they said, you know what, I, 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 I'm expecting another kid. I um, I really want to do this, but I really want. I just need an extra, you know, X Y Z amount to really make this financially sensible and really make it work for our family. And as I've shared in other episodes before, and in many other podcasts where I was featured, I that was the moment when I kind of got up. I got up and I went. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to get up because somebody is needing help you know somebody's needing help and it's not just that person it's you know their kids that they're expecting right and uh the kids future in some ways because if we don't give this to them they're they're going to be bound they don't have time much time for their kids and i want to give them that freedom as well and so it's kind of those situations when you realize that None of us are here for ourselves, and I know that a lot of you guys are like, "Well, Talia, I just, I just care only about myself." Unlikely, <laughs> you know, unlikely because uh, I know that we are all programmed as uh, we can all be very selfish, myself included, because that's what it takes sometimes to survive, right, evolutionarily. But at the same time, I think the foremost thing actually within that system is that we are uh, social animals. It's true. We exist for other people. If you kind of look at the evolution of where people are today and where they were before, it's usually because they're doing it so that their kids have, can have a life that they didn't have. Right. Or that um, that they hate a certain way of life and they want to make that possible for other people. And you see various people, entrepreneurs, professionals at work. Right stay at home, work from home parents, um, newly graduates, all of these, a lot of people, athletes, even musicians, right, artists, all these people, you start to see that they reach a certain level of limitlessness and unstoppability. Once they commit to understanding that they are there for a bigger purpose, whether that is a mission, or someone else, that's usually what really gets them out of bed. And that's really what helps them create this amazing, um, amazing momentum in their life. So work-life harmony, actually, when you look at it just from the perspective of ourselves, it's, it's hard. It's very hard because I think naturally, we can push the boundaries of our work, which is good. We can also push the boundaries of our life, which is also good. But if we're doing it just for ourselves, uh, it can get it can really I mean, I've, I've flipped through the brochures and in, in life a couple of times. And, um, you know, in my 20s, I think I thought that that was the thing like everyone is just hustle success, like all these cool and sexy buzzwords is, is re- what really gotten to my head. But as I learn and as I start to observe, as I research more deeply, work with dozens of people all across the world, I start to realize that none of us are here for ourselves. We're here for other people. And whether that is for-profit, non-profit, it really doesn't matter. What matters is that we get out of bed for something greater than ourselves. And if we don't keep that in the forefront of our minds... It's, uh, you know, you're going to we're going to find ourselves like ages and years later, looking back and wishing that, oh, what a waste, right? What a waste. So I think approaching things from the uh, from the perspective of really purposeful impact can really really give us the perspective of what it really takes to create work life harmony and it's so important. I think that is so so important because I'm so glad that people are talking about this because when I started out no one's talking about this. Nobody's talking about. It. Everyone's just talking about the numbers. They're just talking about the figures like you hit this milestone it's cool, you know, it's amazing. But it's not true at all. I I found it, I learned it and really with trial and error, I learned it for myself, that, um, that it's not true at all. And I'm so, um, I wish I had learned it sooner, you know, that uh, all of those kind of markers for fulfillment does not come usually from Uh, from things that are not organic or evolving. And I want to read a quote, actually, uh, from Pericles, and I'm sorry if this is an inaccurate quote, quote, but it it reads something to the extent of, uh, what we leave behind is not engraved in stone monuments, it is engraved and woven into the lives of other people. And I think what's really cool about this particular quote is that, when you talk about someone you look up to, someone who had reached a certain level of leadership, right, or authority, even in their space, or even just an amazing accomplishment in what they do, a lot of times, yes, it comes with certain sacrifices. Yes, of course, it wasn't perfect. Yes, they weren't the perfect person. But when you really look at their work, you realize that the focus usually is uh, on the people, because it's not, it's, if our focus is just on tools, techniques, and numbers, uh, it's very, it can very easily, you know, wither away. So that's actually, to me, that's exactly how I, when I'm called to kind of show up to serve in, in my business for sure, but in other areas and I, I couldn't get my, I can't even motivate myself to do it. Remembering that there is somebody out there who, who may need it, who really is needing somebody to just say, Hey, you know what? Uh, I've gone through the same and just having that sense that they're not alone really, really can create a certain amount of uh, clarity in your work and in your life. And I think this is something that is missing. So definitely ask, who are you doing this for? And not just what or why are you doing this for? If you're asking, who are you doing this for? You can really start to kind of create clarity. And I think a lot of my students who are at Good Grow Great, who are maybe parents, they are finding that, yeah, I'm doing this for my kids, which usually makes a lot of sense. And you and it's very easy, usually for them, once they learn more, once they study, once they invest more time into learning about how to create this work life harmony, they then say, Okay, you know what, that means that at x time i'm going to i'm going to pull the plug and i'm going to spend time with the kids and i'm going to spend it this way but not that other way and i'm not going to spend too much time on cleaning and i'm going to do more kind of one-on-one time right or whatever you can start to see clarity and ownership in their life form in front of our eyes which is amazing and i think when it comes to work though right when it comes to work when you kind of approach your work not just from the perspective of, oh, you know what, I have to get promoted, <laughs> you know, again, all good, all great. And I think, though, if you kind of take it beyond that, man, imagine, just imagine the potential, just imagine if you commit to a certain, let's say that you're working in, um, in a workspace, and you have colleagues there, and you're really there just to kind of, um, you know, uh, earn, right? And you you're, you you want to make some money, I'll of course, pay the lights, which is necessary, but you're kind of like, you know, what? It's just not, it's just not right. Maybe look around. Maybe look around and see if where you are is exactly where you need to be placed. Can you do something? Can you make a change? And. Um, if you look to your right and you look to your left and you start to show up to serve in whatever way and start from the perspective of giving, you would be very, very surprised that you will, I think the the idea a lot of people think that when you start doing that, Um, you lose time, right? You don't have, you become kind of this area rug that people step on, uh, and you become a pushover. That's not true at all. I think what is really surprising is that some of the best, best uh, successful and fulfilled, fulfilled people are go-givers, as Bob Berg would say in his book. Go-givers, meaning uh, coming from the perspective of giving, out rather than from the perspective of taking, of course, there is a give and take in all situations, but um, the gift is the priority so if you look at it from that perspective you'd be amazed that everything will start to follow, the money will start to follow, everything will start to unlock. you will be surprised how light you know you come home and it's not this this sense of um, claustrophobic, I guess, uh, lots of pressure, if that makes sense, right? It's not that sense. You come home feeling lighthearted, you come home knowing that you've done um, good, and you're a force of good. And I think that's something that is should be the priority before you think about, oh, you know, what are the tools? What are the resources? What are the, you know, the the spreadsheet? What are the apps that you're using? Before all that, ask, who are you doing this for? Remember that opportunities come and go and differentiate between infinite goals and finite goals and decide whether you want to become an infinite player or a finite player. So all of those things combined will start to create this amazing, beautiful work life harmony that you might not even realize um, can actually exist. So this is so cool because I think uh, when I start to see my students create something that is purposeful and and just beautiful, um, but also earning handsomely on the side, creating passive income, right, and creating ways that they can essentially do what they love and get paid. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Really, really great. So if you have any other questions, though, on this and you like some support, more questions, more thoughts, more food for thoughts, more goodness, more greatness, email us at support at goodgrowgreat.com with your question. Uh, we are taking in topics, suggestions and questions for f- future episodes. So be sure to hit us up at support at goodgrowgreat.com with your ideas, thoughts, comments, questions and growth solvers. Let's keep growing. Be sure to hit that like, follow, subscribe, add or collect button and let's dive in.